1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: play-by-play broadcast for cbs sports westwood one he'll be on the call Uh, for the Packers and Buccaneers uh, coming up this weekend. Plus, of course, TNT as well. Follow him on Twitter at Kevin Harlan. He'll join us right now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now for more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Kevin, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Great
3: to be on with you guys. Can't wait to get up there for what I think is going to be a pretty historic weekend.
2: Yeah, absolutely right about that. Uh, And as we look ahead to this Packers uh, and Buccaneers game coming up, uh, a pretty cool deal in in really calling a game between two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks uh, a little bit different levels of their career. Rodgers close to retirement, not as close probably as Tom Brady is, but still a big game. And because Brady's been in the AFC the whole time, you've nearly never got to see them at this type of high-level game before
3: well it's it's certainly unique and as aaron was saying yesterday you knew that when Tom came to the nfc that they would have many more meetings before they were going to call it a career and so here they've, they've had one already this season and that was a brady win in tampa back in october and now they've got this rematch in the nfc championship game no antonio brown which i think is a big factor for the bucks they um During this winning streak, they've relied on him a great deal for a variety of ways, whether he was a decoy, but certainly eyes of the defenders on the other side were always on. Antonio Brown, he was up to speed on the playbook. He was in sync with Brady. I thought he put his fingerprints all over this team during that winning streak to finish the regular season, and certainly in the first uh, couple playoff games, so... Uh, this is a big blow for them. It really is. They're going to have to find out another way to get the ball going against a Packer defense that I think will be very opportunistic and ready to go. But I expect this to be a game for the ages. I really do. These two names in the the history of pro football, probably in the top ten quarterbacks of all time, and here they go head-to-head on a huge stage and uh, with big consequences. So it it should be a beautiful game, uh, as we have all uh, come to expect at this time of year at Lambeau.
4: Uh, Kevin, Leroy Butler, um, a, a couple of things I want to go over real quick. Uh, I'm big fans of Olivia and Sam. They, they were, they're just like family. As a matter of fact, me and Olivia worked together in the past. How was that working with her history making when you and her actually worked together? Were you nervous? I mean, because I have six daughters and I couldn't imagine working with any of them. But how was that for you? Well,
3: um, it was, Leroy, it was, you're nice to ask, it was terrific. I mean, uh, as a father of daughters, you know that it's a special relationship, whether you work with them or they're just uh, just in everyday life, and you're raising them as your daughter. And um, right. I I think that, that that was one of the real blessings of my career, the chance to work with her on that Monday night game up in Lambeau a couple years ago. Her career has been terrific, and um, certainly the pandemic has altered what sideline reporters are able to do and has altered her college basketball uh, schedule like it did her college football schedule. But uh, like all of us, she's waiting for the next opportunity to come up when this pandemic subsides, and I'm looking for the next opportunity to hopefully work a game with her on the sideline. But she did a terrific job, and I know I was more nervous than than she was, but certainly, but certainly, a lot of pride on uh, my part and my wife's part uh, with our with our youngest daughter Olivia. Who, uh, we're very pr- we're proud of all of our kids, all four of our kids. But certainly, that was a very unique experience.
4: Yeah, I w- and I'm gonna get to the game now. I think Todd Bowles he blitzed uh, uh, Rogers quite a bit. I don't know if he'll do that again. Mike Pettit and both defensive coordinators, It's going to be a lot of pressure on them to come up with something new. Both of these quarterbacks have seen everything. I mean, so do you think they can? They have enough time, Kevin, to come up with something new that can get both of these quarterbacks off their spot? And if it's through blitzing or coverages, or do you think they just stick with what works?
3: Well, I do think since they met in week six that the Packers – it's certainly changed a little bit. You know, Bakhtiari was knocked out in that game. He had bad rips. Yeah. Now he's completely gone with the blown knee. Uh, but since that time, um, to me it appears that they've found a real stable figure in Billy Turner at the left tackle. Um, Rodgers, to me, is getting the ball out quicker. Uh, he, he and Matt LaFleur are in such sync in terms of play calling direction they want to go, the avenue they want to follow, where their compass is pointed, all that stuff. They are really in lockstep with each other. And and not that they weren't in week 6 or week 3 or week 1, but as the season has gone on, I just think they have hit a wonderful stride. And I think that the Packers right now are playing better than any team in pro football, and I'll put Kansas City in that category certainly. Buffalo, any of the teams that were close but have lost already in the playoffs. I think the Packers are – I think they are peaking at the right time. And, and a big part of that is Rodgers, his, his feel in that offense, how it is an offense made for a quarterback like him to succeed. I think LaFleur has bent a little. I think Aaron has probably maneuvered a little. They've met this, this incredible middle ground, which has led to what we've seen, three-headed running attack, huge for the success of that team. And Leroy and Gary, you guys know – that if you run the ball, a running game is a quarterback's best friend. Thanks. Right now, there's no better friend that Aaron Rodgers has than those three guys in the backfield. They help in any situation, in any kind of weather. I mean, they are they're they're almost bulletproof right now. Let's keep our fingers crossed because they they really seem to be uh, really plugging every gap right now.
5: You know, and this is Gary, and I don't disagree with you. I I think maybe if you have a concern, maybe we'll be on the defensive side of of the football. But I think if they're rushing a passer, the two Smith brothers, Kenny Clark, Rashard, Gary, I think maybe those are the four best pass rushers in the game today when you look at those set set of fours. But when you have to then line up, because I feel like Tampa Bay wants to run the football, they want to run the clock if they can. I mean... I, from my defensive front, how do you feel about that?
3: Well, I, I agree with you on all of it. Um, listen, the, the Buccaneer defense is terrific, and mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is peaking at the right time as well. They're going to miss Antonio Brown, there's no doubt. You mentioned their running game. Uh, they've got a two-headed monster, and they're good. They're two sledgehammers. Those guys will pound you all day. Leonard Fournette is running like the Leonard Fournette we saw at LSU. Yeah. He has been unbelievable. And Ronald Jones, who's been a little bit nicked up and has kind of taken a back seat as, I think, running with the chip on his shoulder. We know they've got terrific offensive linemen. From worse, the rookie right tackle, uh, Allie M- uh, Marpet has been terrific at the guard. Um, th- this is a terrific offense. There's no, they're deep at tight end. They're deep at receiver. I just thought that Antonio Brown gave them that X factor, that that has been helpful for their first two wins so far in the playoffs, but their defense, as you saw last week against a Hall of Fame quarterback like Drew Brees, they disguised what they were doing. They were still mm-hmm. in areas that Brees didn't expect them to be in. And don't don't mistake anything about what they'll try this weekend. I think I I think they'll be every bit as as colorful and charismatic defensively as they were last week, and I think now they're starting to get some defensive recognition, which, as you guys know, always builds the confidence. So they go into Lambeau full of confidence, and 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 really with no pressure. I mean, the pressure is on the number one seed. They're at home. They're the team to beat, and Brady comes in after, uh, you know, they they lost three of four. They really weren't sure where they were going in the middle of the season. A lot of question as to how they were going to proceed. They had the bye. They kind of got back on the same page, and they've been going well since. but but playing in Lambeau on a cold day, maybe with some precipitation against Aaron Rodgers, is a whole nother kettle of fish. And I, I just think that that this, this game has the, the makings because of what each team is doing, how they're peaking at the same time, to being one of those game for the ages. Two quarterbacks that certainly stipulate that and and the play of each side, with the complimentary players that are really filling those roles and being championship style players.
4: Uh, Kevin, we got about a minute, but I got to squeeze in some NBA talk. I want to talk Bucks, Lakers, of course, full disclosure. I've been a Laker fan since I could have oh, had bro. teeth. There we go. So, hey, email alone. Yeah, so my thing, my thing is this, how long, and, and you, you work with a sharpshooter like I was Kevin, uh, Reggie Miller to me is, is one of my top five shooters of all time. If you can remember, tell him that because he's got truly amazing. And I, I love will. his analyst. We'll tell him. <laughs> he analyzes the game better than anybody. But how long do you think it'll take the Bucks? Because this is a new team. How long do you think it'll take for them to kind of get everything with Drew Holiday and Middleton? And, of course, Giannis having free throw issues. How long does it take for a team to really gel? You're going through a pandemic I mean, I know Bucks fans want to change the coach. They really don't know what's going on. So do you think it'll be after the All-Star, All-Star break, or it may be kind of up and down all season?
3: Well, I, I think that um, Brooklyn has got their attention because the Nets okay. have completely changed their team. And not that the Bucks felt that they could glide through the East, but I think at the beginning, before the deals were made, and before we knew what Durant was going to be off the injury in the missed year and a half and now they've got Harden and Kyrie, if he can get everything settled off the floor, that's going to be a very difficult team to beat. I don't know that the Nets have the underbelly, the complimentary guys, the depth to contend with the Bucks. The Bucks' best basketball is ahead of them. I, think, I still think they're in a hangover from last year. I think they're so stunned at what happened against Miami in that second round. They're still trying to figure, and they've lost blood so, and they lost the big shooter on the front line who could stretch the D. Uh, you know, they, they had some pretty significant changes. And uh, But I, I'm a huge fan of Holiday. We know what Giannis is. Middleton's an all-star. In time, the team will be what they've been. But when you get got new players, you know, maybe a new way of doing things, shortened season, condensed schedule mm-hmm. um, with, with uh, load management, I think going to be a big part of this season for all the superstars, including Giannis and the others. Um, it's going to be a weird year. This this year will not be typical in any way. It's going to be weird, and the best team may not be the number one overall seat. The best team may be the three or four seat in those conferences because the staff, the coaches, have decided to rest guys, play them less Great minutes, point, so they're ready when the playoffs begin.
5: Great Kevin, point. Kevin, one, one, one last one here. Uh, real quick, uh, your thoughts on – uh, Ted Thompson. I, I think if we'd be remiss if we don't say a little bit about him. I think if you look at his overall body of work, people forget that he went to Seattle and they won a Super Bowl there. Also won a Super Bowl here uh, with, with the Green Bay Packers. Your thoughts on the loss of Ted Thompson?
3: Well, thank you, Gary. You know he was he was close to my dad. My dad hired him. My dad hired Ron Wolf. My dad hired the two coaches that won Super Bowls. You know when when I look at at what my dad did. Um, I know that he took great pride in finding the right football guy at the right time. Wolf was the right guy in the early 90s at the right time. And and certainly Ted Thompson uh, was the one, uh, you know, higher hire that I think my dad was so proud of because when he flew Ted in, uh, he told himself he is not getting back on that plane to go to Seattle. I am not letting him off of the Green Bay tarmac. He is staying in Green Bay, and I don't care what it costs or what I have to do, and, and thank God that Ted bit, because he was the one that drafted Aaron Rodgers. He got Kenny Clark. He built, he got Devontae Adams. I mean, a lot of the guys you're going to watch on Sunday are the guys that Ted Thompson uh, and his philosophy carried over to Brian. And we're seeing him run the Ted Thompson scouting and drafting program right now for the Packers. It's funny how these traditions are handed from one to the next. Wolf to Thompson, Thompson to Brian. I mean, that's what makes Green Bay so special. The tradition is the baton is handed over. You're, you're more of a, a caretaker than you are a guy that can claim stake to a certain position. You know that you're just there to help at that time. I know Brian takes great pride in that, and I know Ted Thompson lived his whole career with the Packers with that motto over his head. So one of the greats in Packer history. He'll, he'll, he'll definitely be missed.
2: One of the great play-by-play guys, Kevin Harlan, has joined us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, have a fun time this weekend. Thank you, guys. Great to be on. Take care. There he is, Kevin Harlan. He'll be on the call on Westwood One for the Packers and Buccaneers. He joins the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This
0: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.